The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, in our new occasional series, Skin Deep, we are starting today with a skin condition which is very common and affects more than 80% of the population at some stage in life, and that is acne. Without treatment, it can cause unsightly scarring. So what is the optimum way to treat it? Joining me now in studio is Professor Nikki Ralph, consultant dermatologist and based at the Institute of Dermatologists in Bowles Bridge in Dublin. And Nikki, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Let's start with a simple definition. What is acne? So acne is a, a chronic inflammatory disorder and really, as, as we all know, we, we primarily associate it with teenagers because over 85% of teenagers at some point um, during their teenage years will suffer with acne. Now, we've all had a few pimples or spots, um, but unfortunately, some, some people do actually go on to scar. So the most important thing is to try and catch it early to prevent scarring. Um, so, of course, we do have treatments for scarring, but nothing is as good as just not getting it in the first place. Let's talk about the causes. Why do people get acne? And some people don't. No, true. Um, so I suppose it's multifactorial. Um, the commonest reason as a teenager is because our hormones suddenly surge at the start of our teenage years. So they're basically called androgens and they stimulate the oil gland to produce excessive oil. So that oil is really, really sticky and it sticks together with your dead skin cells. And unfortunately, they're not properly shed. So they build up and block your pores. And we've all seen the little kind of blackheads around our nose. They're called comedones. And that's the primary lesion of acne. So once you start to get the comedones, the bacteria which lives on everyone's skin can unfortunately then get in on top of it and give you the inflammatory spots. So should we all be like chimpanzees kind of picking at it ourselves to <laughs> eliminate the blackheads before they develop into acne? Uh, if we could, that would be great. But what I'd also say is don't squeeze at your spots. Uh, we all, we've all done Once it. Once the spot developed, don't yeah, touch don't it. don't touch it. And there's actually studies showing that, you know, if, if you let certain patients squeeze it and the other patients didn't, it doesn't heal any quicker. But in our minds, we think it goes away more quickly. But what actually happens is you're squeezing the dead skin cells and the bacteria onto the other surface of the skin and then you get more spots a few days later. So And you can then leave a little indentation in the skin. So don't squeeze them. Um, but no, there's nothing we can do to prevent it in that sense. It's unpredictable. We don't have these predicting factors to say this no. person's going to get it and this person won't. But there is a genetic predisposition. So if one of your parents or both of your parents did suffer with acne, you're more likely to get it. Uh, some people believe that their diet may stimulate acne. Is that a possibility? It is a possibility. So I suppose to say that diet isn't the cause of acne, so you have to have the genetic predisposition. But there is emerging data in studies to say that if you have a high glycemic index diet, so a lot of processed food and sugar, carbohydrates, um, that you can exacerbate your acne or make it worse. So basically to say to people to try and adopt a healthy diet, plenty of fruits and vegetables, lean meat, um, a basically a varied coloured diet, or the Mediterranean diet is, is better for acne prevention. Now, exercise. Um, you know, if you think of this as a total layperson like I am in this case, um, sweating, you'd imagine that might push all the stuff out and and clean your pores. Yeah. Yes or no? No, it no. actually can be the opposite. So, um, you know, it's really important to exercise. It's great for your both your physical health and your mental health. But there are certain things that you can do um, to try and help what, what's now kind of more commonly termed as bacne or back back acne. But of course, acne can affect your chest, your, your back, your face. It can even come down onto the tops of your arms or the tops of your thighs or buttocks. So if you are going to the gym, I would suggest that you shower as quickly as possible. Uh, you know, with with the pandemic and everything, everything changed. Sometimes there wasn't showers. People would have to drive home and sit against the, the seat of the car. And yeah. then your, your clothing is, is rubbing off your, your skin with excessive sweat. So to try and shower immediately um, and to use clothing like cotton, because cotton actually absorbs the sweat away from the skin surface, as opposed to some of the training materials that can make it worse. Now, soaps. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, if you're having a shower immediately afterwards, is there a particular kind of soap that will help clean those pores? There are some uh, brands that would have salicylic acid in it. So that's Which basically... Is aspirin. Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. So um, it's in a wash version. So there are some that have about a 2% salicylic acid and you can wash with that. Now, it's not for everyone if they have a sensitive skin on their face. There are body washes versus face washes. But basically what that's doing is trying to exfoliate the skin, take away the dead skin cells and clear the pores. Now, there is a, a drug treatment called ro- Roaccutane. Uh, tell me about Roaccutane because it got bad press for a while. Yes, so Roaccutane, I suppose the proper name for it is isotretinoin and, and the trade name that we would use in Europe is Roaccutane versus Accutane, which is in the United States. Um, we've actually had it over 40 years. It was 40 years old last year. Um, and over the years, it's been very controversial in that there was a, a link between mood changes and, and isotretinoin. And originally it was claimed in, in studies that that the drug caused adverse mood changes and a link with depression and anxiety and unfortunately suicidality. What we now know and over the last five years there have been numerous studies that have come out to say that actually the only medication that can improve a patient's mood is isotretinoin because it's the one that truly works. Um, so it has about an 80% success rate overall. It's roughly a six to seven month course of treatment but it has very specific guidelines as to how you prescribe it and who can qualify for it. And really it has to be nodular cystic scarring acne so that's the deep lesions or a patient who has acne that's moderate to severe but they failed the other treatments like the creams or the antibiotics mm-hmm. or the hormonal therapies. So it's an incredible treatment, really successful and life-changing for most of my patients. Okay, and the evidence of um, mood changes and so on, is that now blown out of the water entirely? You know, we can never get rid of it. There are some obviously rare uh, case reports but a massive study came out last year in the British Journal of Dermatology showing four different groups, the creams, the antibiotics, the hormones and isotretinoin and the group with the lowest rate of mood changes was the isotretinoin group and the group at the highest rate was the antibiotic treated group. So, I mean, most of my thankful patients are the ones who've completed a course. Now, you mentioned the other three treatments. Uh, Rakatane is the one, it's in the public mind as the treatment for uh, acne. But tell me about the other three and where they are appropriate. So I suppose if you're starting off with, you know, early teenage years, mild acne, your your first protocol maybe actually go to the pharmacy and you can get some of the -the over-the-counter topical treatments such as benzyl peroxide. Um, So they're, they're basically creams that are there to try and dry out the skin and to try and clear the pores. But that my advice to people will be to introduce them slowly because Irish people, for the most part, have sensitive skin and we shouldn't just lash on a load of cream onto our face. It'll, it'll dry it out, make it red and irritated. You could then go to your GP and have a combination of uh, topical creams which maybe combine antibiotics and you would try them. But what I'd say to everyone is try them for 12 weeks. That would be the guideline. And if you're not seeing the improvement that you would like, then get referred on to a dermatologist. Now, if you end up with scarring because you've been fit at your face as a teenager or whatever yeah. and it leaves a scar you've got that deeply the deep lesions mm. you talk about and you're left with scarring is there any treatment to help get rid of those scars? Absolutely. So, I mean, thankfully, new machines are invented every day. So we have a combination of microneedling and laser therapies that can be used to treat. Um, but what I would say is that our, our aim as dermatologists is to try and prevent the scarring in the first place because nothing is as good as just not getting them. So you're never going to have 100% perfectly clear skin. Um, th- th- there is a condition called rosacea and we'll have another session on that yeah. uh, maybe the next mm-hmm. time you're in. Some people confuse rosacea with acne. Yeah, so we call rosacea the curse of the Celts because it's fair-skinned Irish people and it affects about 10% of, of Irish adults. 
most commonly occurs in your 30s and 40s and people kind of get a bit of a shock as if, you know, why am I getting acne now? Head into their pharmacy, buy the acne treatments and then their skin flares even even more. But what it is, is, is red spots and little yellow heads or pus bumps across the cheeks and the nose and a tendency to flush. So redness of the face. Um, it's, it's really sensitive skin and an impaired barrier. So definitely when you're going into your pharmacist, you know, try not to confuse the uh, rosacea with acne and, not, and definitely don't use the acne treatments on rosacea. Uh, this uh, text coming in, at the age of 50, my skin has never been worse. I'm on HRT and the progesterone uh, weeks result in really painful stinging, red, huge bumps and spots. Is there anything I can do? You're nodding your head as if that's yeah, a familiar complaint. it is, absolutely. So unfortunately, hormones, as we've already mentioned too with teenagers, but again, hormone change at perimenopause and men- menopause can induce acne. And women are unfortunate in that their acne tends to persist into an older age. So absolutely, I would go and talk to the GP, um, either be started on antibiotics to start off with, and if not, then referred on to dermatology to discuss potentially isotretinoin. I do use it a lot, actually, in my menopausal women. Uh, this one as a teen I was told diet had nothing to do with my acne I notice now that dairy products affected greatly and I use soya milk instead unfortunately I'm now 30 with untreatable scarring on my shoulders and back I'm frustrated I didn't get better advice back then especially to adjust my diet can I fix those scars on my shoulder and back because I know there it's the face is different it, it does heal if you know if you see a boxer after a boxing match and they could be cut and all the rest of it and the face heals perfectly mm-hmm. But a scar on the back may not heal as well. No, I mean, the skin is thicker and sometimes the lesions are deeper. And I'm sorry for that person that they've gotten to 30 and have have scarring. But yes, they're right in that actually um, dairy products can affect. Again, it's not the cause of your acne, but we know that low fat milk or skimmed milk can actually drive acne and and cause more flares. So I would advise my teenagers, particularly my male teenagers who seem to drink a lot lot of milk uh, with rugby training and things like that, to choose full fat milk rather than skimmed milk. Okay, and finally then, a reminder to those, that cohort which is most at risk of acne suffering, and that is in the teenagers. By the way, is there a difference, males and females, or are both likely, equally likely to have acne? Equally likely, but men or, or you know, um, males in their teens can get a more severe back and chest acne. And that's obviously to do with testosterone st- uh, stimulation of the oil glands. So just my advice is to seek advice early. Uh, prevention is better than cure. And we have so many different treatments available for both males and females um, to, to not sit at home thinking there's nothing I can do. Because the old wife's tale of you will grow out of your acne doesn't hold true for everyone. OK, and don't fiddle with your pimples. Yes, do not pick at your spots. We've all done it, but I do not recommend it. <laughs> all right. And thank you very much for joining us. That's Professor Nikki Ralph, consultant dermatologist based at the Institute of Dermatologists in Ballsbridge in Dublin and also at the Blackrock Clinic. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.